SBS live streams and podcasts are supported by advertising. In this bulletin, some of the country's most remote residents begin casting their votes in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. No campaigner Warren Mundine accuses Albanese's government of wanting to put racial segregation back into the constitution. And Victorian Deputy Premier Jacinta Allen tipped to replace Daniel Andrews. Some of the country's most remote residents have begun casting their votes in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. People on Bathurst Island, part of the Northern Territory's Tiwi Islands, have been among the first in the nation to vote either yes or no. A total of 193 remote communities in the Territory are expected to vote in the referendum. Australian Electoral Commissioner Tom Rogers says this is a landmark achievement for Australia. A record 97.7% of eligible Australians are enrolled to vote in the referendum. Leading no campaigner Warren Mundine has accused the Albanese government of wanting to put racial segregation back into the constitution. Speaking at the National Press Club in Canberra yesterday, Mr Mundine urged Australians to vote no in the upcoming Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum, saying the Uluru Statement from the Heart is a symbolic declaration of war. He says Australians will have a choice when they vote on October the 14th a choice of what kind of nation we want to be. Do we want Australia to be a liberal democracy where all people are equal, where all Australians can reconcile and moving ahead united as a country? Or do we want to be a country where people are divided by race, permanently in conflict with each other over facts of history that cannot be altered? Meanwhile, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he hopes Australians will vote yes in the upcoming Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Mr Albanese says there are many areas where people will benefit from listening to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. You might have noticed there's a bit of a referendum going on at the moment about listening. And one of the areas where we can certainly listen to our first Australians is the tens of thousands of years of history about land management, about dealing uh, with uh, care for country, and there is much to be learnt uh, from First Australians. Victorian Deputy Premier Jacinta Allen is tipped to be the most likely contender to replace Daniel Andrews following his resignation as Premier. Ms Allen is so far the only candidate to come forward before a meeting of Labor's caucus today at noon. Political analyst Paul Strangio from Monash University says Daniel Andrews leaves office as a titan of Victorian politics. He says while the Andrews government has had its share of controversies, including the cancellation of the 2026 Commonwealth Games, Daniel Andrews will be remembered as a progressive premier whose social reforms and massive infrastructure programs transformed Victoria. So I think in those two areas, infrastructure and social reform will be his major legacies. 
Some would argue there's a darker side to his legacy and that is a democratic deficit and things like the tight centralisation of power in Victoria and the politicisation of the public service. Mounting criticism over Qantas and the government's move to block extra Qatar Airways flights into Australia will come to a head during the final day of Spotlight on the decision. A parliamentary committee is continuing to scrutinise the role Qantas played in the Transport Minister's decision to knock back Qatar's request to double weekly flights into Australia. Ex-Qantas boss Alan Joyce will be summoned to give evidence after knocking back a request to appear before the committee. Mr Joyce could not appear in person or via video link because of personal obligations while overseas. His legal representatives have told the committee. But the committee will use its power to summon the former boss when he lands back into Australia after receiving no indication that Mr Joyce will be available before the 9th of October reporting deadline. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says the only way to prevent the use of nuclear weapons is to eliminate them. Addressing the annual event to mark the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons, Mr Guterres spoke of how catastrophic the use of a nuclear weapon would be for humanity. The real only way to prevent the use of nuclear weapons is to eliminate them. Any use of nuclear weapon, any time, anywhere and in any context would unleash a humanitarian catastrophe of epic proportions. And this is not hyperbole. This is the timeless message of the Ibakusha, the survivors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons has been observed annually since 2014. Joe Biden is believed to be the first sitting United States president to join a union picket line. He's met with the striking workers from the United Auto Workers Union at a picket line in Detroit. The union is targeting the major US car makers, demanding a 40% pay increase for their members. President Biden told the workers they made a lot of sacrifices during the global financial crisis in 2008 and deserved a significant pay increase. You guys, the UAW, you saved the automobile industry back in 2008 and before. Made a lot of sacrifices. Gave up a lot. And the companies were in trouble. But now they're doing incredibly well. And guess what? You should be doing incredibly well too. President Biden's appearance comes a day before Donald Trump goes to Detroit to hold his own event to try to woo car industry workers. Women in New South Wales will soon have easier access to the oral contraceptive pill as the government expands a statewide clinical trial to ease pressure on GPs. Under the changes, women will be able to obtain a prescription for resupply of the pill from their pharmacist without having to see a doctor, except if it is for the first time they have taken the medication. The pilot phase of the community pharmacy prescribing trial to treat basic health complaints at local pharmacies launched in May. In July, it was expanded to include treatment for women suffering urinary tract infections. The state's chief health officer, Dr Kerry Chant, says the scheme has been particularly popular in regional areas, which often had fewer GPs available. The International Energy Agency says the use of fossil fuels needs to decline by 25% between now and 2030 if the world is to see global warming limited to 1.5 degrees. 
The agency says record growth in clean energy technology, including solar panels and electric vehicles, means it is still possible to limit warming. But Executive Director Faith Briol says reducing fossil fuel use significantly will be essential. If we want to reduce emissions from fossil fuels, we have to reduce the use of fossil fuels. So simple. And our numbers show that if we want to reach the 1.5 degrees target, fossil fuels, the air use, need to decline close to 25% between now and 2030. And in sport, the hits have kept coming for the Wallabies at the Rugby World Cup in France, with the team sinking to an all-time low in the world rankings at 10. Following their record 46 loss to Wales, which all but ended their hopes of reaching the quarterfinals for the first time in history, the Australians have dropped one place on the rankings. Eddie Jones's men have traded places with the new number nine ranked Argentina, who are coached by ex-Wallabies boss Michael Chica. With Argentina picking up 1.72 points for their scrappy 19-10 win over Samoa and Australia losing 2.5 points in their heavy defeat, the teams have swapped rankings with Wallabies in 10th for the first time since the rankings were introduced. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth, sunny 34, Adelaide, cloud clearing 20, Melbourne, partly cloudy 17, Hobart, partly cloudy 18, Albury Wodonga, also partly cloudy 23, Canberra, partly cloudy 22, Wollongong, a shower or two 22, Sydney, a possible shower 23, Newcastle, partly cloudy 25, Brisbane, sunny 31, Townsville, sunny 29, Cairns, partly cloudy 28, Alice Springs, mostly sunny, 34. Darwin, sunny, 35. And the Torres Strait Islands, windy, partly cloudy, 31. And that is NITV Radio News. 